you. I think we're live. Welcome to the Dope and Tape Show, live. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching us live or you're watching the replay, we appreciate you. Tonight we have Tyson from Vegas. You know him. Let me see. Let me flash over <laughs> to us here. Bam. You guys know Don't Tyson. I we can't hear Brian. <laughs> we can't hear you, bro. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Yes. All right. Something's wrong with that thing. Yeah, I think I need another cord. He uh, broke his punching bag, so he was using the mic earlier. And... I know. All right. So we're live on all platforms. Again, thank you for joining us. If really you don't appreciate the support. Please if you share. Don't, if you don't know, this is Tyson from Las Vegas, Sprinkler Fitter Genius. He's been on a couple of times. Oh, geez. What's happening? We got audio hey, coming out of somewhere. So, what's your experience with that pro press, pro press with all the copper? Because you've seen it, like they would have just been running it, right? Yeah. Uh, so we hired a subcon, another subcontractor, a plumbing company, and do the fittings. The fittings alone are like. Why didn't I know about this? One ninety, a ninety is like eleven dollars. What size? Wow. A one inch. A one inch <laughs> elbow is eleven bucks. Yeah. Yeah, copper, right? Yeah, but you put yeah, it, you put it, you put it on, and you're done. in like, uh, how how quick? Yeah, you slip it onto the fitting, and then you take a, the Milwaukee press fit tool, and you and it has a clamp on it, and there's different die heads for different size pipe, and you put it onto the fitting. You let the clamp go, and you push a button, and it goes, and it crimps it, and then it releases, and you just unlatch it and pull the tool off. Yo, I want to be and, doing that. Are y'all using the Milwaukee or the rigid? I use the mil. We're using the Milwaukee one. Okay, that's you so like cool. It? I think that's the future. Oh, yeah. dude, it's like a three thousand dollar tool. You don't have pic. You're not posting about it. Nah, what? I haven't been posting much about it. Take a video of that thing. <laughs> I, I will. <clears throat> Are you still doing hot rods? Yeah, I'm still working on it. It's sitting over there in my garage, staring at me. <laughs> I thought you were doing a pond the other day. It looked more like a waterfall thing. Yeah, I was in California, uh, in, right outside of Beaumont, and I was there. I go up there on the weekends, and we uh, installed a water feature. It's like three rock columns, and they have a pipe inside of them, and then there's like a hole in the top, and then they, like this, the water bubbles out and rolls down the face of them. What size pipe you put in there? We run all the, the, the pump and the, uh, the manifold at a two-inch. And then inside yeah. the actual fountain, it reduces to like inch and a half. Huh. To increase pressure, or no, nah, it's the pump. The pump, the submersible pump. It's like forty-eight hundred gallons per minute, not second. Yeah. Or gallons per hour. Gallons per hour. Gallons yeah. per hour. GPH. That, sound, that sounds right. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're not big pumps. I mean, you could literally put your hand over it and stop it from flowing. I got you. How do I know if I'm live on Facebook? I can never figure that out. I don't know. Go okay. to Facebook. See I'm, if we're live on Facebook. I am. I'm on Facebook. It just doesn't fucking tell me. Hey, I heard y'all got some snow in Las Vegas. Dude, it's been cold here. The last uh, two weeks has been miserable. It hasn't been fun to work in it. I don't know how you guys go work in that slush and the rain and the snow. I'm I'm over it. All right, we are live. I got it. 
Yeah, man. <clears throat> it's treacherous trying to work in the cold. We'll it's get maybe two, you know? we'll get maybe two or three weeks of it, and that's that's it. And any more than that's too much. So what happens with the driving? Does everybody just uh, fucking shit the bed when it snows? Dude, nobody knows how to drive here. The roads are so slick with oil because all summer the sun just beats the asphalt and all that oil raises to the surface and then it's like gets cold and then you got a slick like it's almost like ice and when yeah. it rains and the, and the roads get wet dude you there's no control on them there's i never knew that there's car like black ice everywhere it's black oil ice it's yeah. oily black ice yeah wow i never wouldn't even thought i didn't know how it was gonna be over there that's crazy look at that sweater you guys got sweaters made my uh, my sister made me one for Christmas. Who who came up with the logo? Uh, my girlfriend. She That's did like rad. I think she did like four of them. Pretty rad. All yeah, right, I what do we got? Cool. Got in the chat. What up, guys? You guys, we well, know we're talking about the Milwaukee Pro Press gun that Tyson's using out in Vegas to fix some copper system. So, do you there. think after using it and seeing the prices of everything, do you think it's the future of fire protection? Instead of threading and grooving, obviously, I mean, on big stuff, you're going to have to groove it. So, Victaulic already has, you know, the groove quick coupling out. You know, you can do all your one-inch drops with a, with a coupling now. And they've got a little micro machine that, that goes right into the chuck of your rigid, you know, 300. Yeah, I've seen you, those. You stick the one-inch pipe in the end of it, and you push the pedal, and it, it literally grooves it for you and then releases it. And then you stick a one-inch coupling on there with a one-bolt, one-nut, stick it in, hit it with your impact, and you're done. Crazy. That's wild. If you're doing if you're doing a gigantic tilt-up, million-square-foot warehouse, I mean, that's the way you'd want to go. You're spending more money per fitting, but your your labor cost is, like, cut in half. And then you don't have oil on the concrete pad, and you don't have a mess to clean up. You don't got to buy Teflon tape. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal. Huh. I don't like it. I don't think I like it. Why? Because you don't have to. You don't get to use your dope and tape. Yeah, that's right. It. That's it. No, we just did the. We just we're turning into like a gambling city, uh, gambling uh, state now. They're just unleashing all the gambling on us. So the new casino we did, it's like. They got these huge flexible whips right off of the mains, grooved. So they just you just put up mains and and lines, and they got grooved outlets on them. And then you just fucking vic the whip on while you're there, hydro it, and then you only come back once and pop it in the ceiling tile. Yeah, Tyson would hate that. Kind of takes a whole. It takes like a whole step out of the out of the fucking process. Yeah, we we use flex drops on certain jobs. Oh, Tyson doesn't like adjustable drops. Yeah, I don't like adjustable drops. I'll use flex drops. They got 10 different kinds of brackets you can buy, you know, depending on what kind of ceiling you're clipping it into. A T-grid ceiling, suspended ceiling, a hard lid ceiling, C-channel, T-grid. They got all different brackets, so. Yeah. You're still using ring hangers, right? And rod? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, a lot of these, a lot of the jobs I come across want schedule forty and clevis hangers. Now, with those <laughs> flexible drops, uh, with the different temperatures, do they change in size or fluctuate in any way? 
I don't think so. No, they're they're braided, right? So yeah, they're like a braided hose. Can't you not calculate them? You used to not be able to, but the manufacturer's got a spec sheet for every length, and they have it calculated out for you. Okay. There's like a and diagram. Buddy, when you're doing calcs on a system, you're only calculating, you know, up to between four and eight heads. Yeah. You know, right. you find your most demanding area, you calc eight to four heads in there. Like in residential, it's only two heads. Now the you're sprinkler genius, too, right? What's that? You're still studying for a test, right? I I took the test. Yeah. How did that go? I I missed it by one question. Jeez. Yeah. So back in line and start over again. What were wow. some of the questions? You remember? You know, it was a it was a it was a civil servant aptitude test, and. I walked into it. They they wouldn't give you any hint or inkling about what the test exam was about or on. So I walked into it not knowing what the test was on. I figured it was going to be on fire code or or hazard classifications or, you know, sprinkler K factor, figuring out stuff that's you know, has to do with fire protection. And I opened the book and it's like, Jill goes to a convenience store and buys a sweater for $48. It was marked 16% down. What was the original price? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that matter? Fuck. I'm like, dude, I haven't done this shit since high school. Can you use your phone? <laughs> no. You, you, don't no, have a no you don't have a tape measure and you can't use a calculator? Fuck that. They, they gave you a calculator and a piece of scratch paper, and the calculator was like one of them old school ones that you used to have when you were in high school, and it didn't even do fractions. So, so you got to know how to fucking beep it in there, right? I wouldn't be able to answer that. Yeah, shit. but for one point, 16%? that sounds like my nice adventure. How the fuck do you need to know that? <laughs> it was, it was basically all the questions were basically like SAT high school going into college exam, and like they showed you like a giant triangle, and inside that triangle there was a squared out area that was shaded, and it was like, what's the area of the shaded area? Well. I can plug numbers into an equation and figure it out. No big deal. But the problem is, is I don't remember the equations. I, don't, I haven't used that type of math. You know, I do water flow calculations and shit in my head. I, I, have, I don't remember base times height divided in half. Right. You know, uh, no, I know. When would you use that? We never used that since school. I, I get back to my truck. And I look at the equation. And I'm, I'm just like pounding my fist against the steering wheel because it's so like I knew that, but I forgot it. I haven't utilized it in 20 years. Crazy. Right. So there was a lot of that, a lot of reading, like the, there, there, and there, and how to spell right. Like Jeez. the car, the I, I put the car keys over there, like T-H-R-E. And they're, they're going out of town. They're, you know, with the R-E at the end of it. That's their machine. <laughs> and, I, you know, I didn't do bad on the reading comprehension, all the spelling. I mean, I, I was... So the first 40 questions, I felt pretty confident. I was doing great. I was like, this is ridiculous. And then you get to the math section, and there's like 17 questions. Well, you literally could only miss 15 questions and not pass. So right in the math sections where I was like, well, I walked out of there going, I, I don't think I did pretty good on the math. And <laughs> right. I needed a 70 to be moved to the next level, which would be interviews. And I got a 66%. Bastards. Out of 50 Damn. questions. 
So I missed like 17, 16 questions. And this, so was, was, like, and this was to be, what was this for again? This, the, this was okay. to be a fire inspector. A fire inspector. <clears throat> yep. With the county? Yep. No, it was for, the, I, have, I have five jurisdictions in the state of Nevada. So I have city, county, North Las Vegas, Henderson, and Boulder City. Okay. In, and that's not including the state fire marshal. So there's actually six. And I was interviewing for the position for fire inspector one, level one, for the city of Las Vegas. There was one position available. There was one posting online. I was one out of 200 people that put an application in. And out of the 200, 100 got selected to test. And then out of that test, they narrow it down to five to interview. So the odds, the odds were really high. And it was my first time putting an application into any one of these jurisdictions. It was my first time going through the process. I, I really didn't expect to, you know, get an interview. The, the, the reality is I would have rather have passed the, the stupid math civil engineer test and gotten an interview and they just not hired me because I did bad in the interview. I mean, that's, that's how you would rather it go. Right. And have but a I didn't even, remember the Pythagorean yeah, I mean, theorem get, on the fly. You beat up on a test, it's, it sucks, you know? Yeah. But, but literally three months before that, I took my International Code Council ICC Fire Inspector 1 exam. It was four hours long. 200 questions and it was proctored with a person on a camera watching you on your computer and i and i passed that but then i can't pass a 50 question with 17 math question exam so that shows you where your mentality is at my my, my mind's surrounded with fire prevention and fire suppression i don't know yeah, I'm not mine. Like, I'm not we're not selling shit to Susie at fucking 7-eleven here yeah so, so chris so chris is in vegas and he's saying that the uh the city fire inspector is hiring soon, or the county, one of the two. So the city fire inspector position is the one that I applied for, and now that I've missed the next step, I'm out of the running for that position. There's somebody that made it, and they will be one of the five interviewed. So five people are going to get interviewed in the next month, and in three months, I'll be meeting this person on a job site when they come do my inspection. So that, that position's already done and over with. So, from my understanding, county fire prevention will be posting a position for a fire inspector one, and they're hiring 17 people. Wow. Okay. So, the okay. odds are a little bit better to get in into county. I also know that Henderson is going to be hiring three inspectors come the end of March. North Las Vegas had a position available back in August. I didn't apply for that position, and they've already hired the guy, and I've already met him in the field, and he's been on the job for 14 days. So it's just a, it's just a process of waiting in line, waiting for the job to become available. You know, and these fire inspectors, when they get the job and they become the fire inspector, you're in that job till you retire. These jobs yeah. don't, be, don't come available very often, you know? Right. And you so, have pinchers and, you know, pinch and all that, too, right? What'd you say? You have pensions, correct, with the oh, county dude. and the city? So, so the day you become a fire inspector, so I'm just going to speak about city because that's the one I know about. 
The day you become a fire inspector in city fire prevention, you get four weeks paid vacation. You get one day paid off a year for your birthday. You get 14 paid holidays. You accrue paid time off every 80 hours you work. You get your pension. You get your benefits. You get on the firefighter heart and lung bill. So you have 100% covered health insurance. And you basically put 20, 25 years in and you get to retire. And then you collect a check for like $5,000 a month for the rest of your life. It's it's a it's a career. It's a it's a retirement career, like put in the hard work and it all pays off at the end kind of career job. That sounds right. dope. I think you should keep going if they keep if do the thirteen one. Listen, hey Dasha, we're all set, Dasha. Kick rocks. Thanks anyway. Uh I think you should keep on chasing it, dude. That's that's the dream, you know. It's just uh, you can't let it discourage you, and you can't let it kick you down. I was kicked down, for, you know, that that night when I got the email that said, "Sorry, you're not advancing to the next phase." It was oh, kind of, of you know, that's kind of something you don't want to read, and not want to hear, right? Uh, but you just, I just got to take it as a burning. You can't stop. You can't stop, and you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go take a math refresher c- class. That's it, dude. you know. You just you have to. So and you got to get that Pythagorean theorem on lock, dude. <laughs> they show you like this crazy L-shaped Z with a big square at the bottom, and it's like, what's the perimeter? <laughs> what? Well, that's easy. You just add up all the sides, right? <laughs> and they're like, okay, now that you found the perimeter, what would the area of the inside object be if it was three stories tall? <laughs> what the and fuck? One. One story is 17 feet. I'm like, oh my god. I don't even know how to draw that out. I don't even know how to draw that out. Are you getting time too? Yeah, it was two hours. That's all they gave you. Were you close to that, or? I I walked out of there at an hour and 40 minutes. The guys sitting to my left, you know, they would sit you in a chair and then they would skip a chair and then put you in the next chair and then skip a chair so you couldn't cheat. The guy yeah. on my left, he was done in 45 minutes. Like, he puts his Scantron up and gets his pencil and his paper, and he walks up and turns his fucking Scantron and his test in. I'm like, oh, my God. Damn. And I'm sitting here, like, struggling. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's nerve-wracking, dude. When somebody finishes 45 minutes into the exam and you got two hours to do it. Bastard. Can I, I toss I, my I couple answers? Close, well, I was the last one. I was the last one in the room. I used every minute. Yeah. Yeah? I was sitting there, yeah. I was sitting there thinking like fucking math professor jerk off. I'm trying to think the, the last fucking, Fuck the, the last important <laughs> test that I took was my fucking sprinkler test years ago. Yeah, we, in the state of Nevada, we have the G card test, you know, and I, I don't want to say that it's like the test of all tests, like. You could know basic knowledge and walk into that office and take that exam and you could possibly pass it. Um, Some of the questions on there are kind of insulting. Like, it's like, wow, this is one of the questions. Like, one of the questions is, is what does it cost to change your address on your on your license? It's like, what do I need? Well, in the state, in the state at the time, it was eleven dollars. That's something you need to know. What was like, what do I need to know that for? I need to know that it costs eleven dollars to get my address changed on my license. That has nothing to do with sprinklers. That's huh. not going to help me in the field be a fucking sprinkler fitter. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, there's no reason for that to be on there. Stupid fella. Hey, we need another question. Ask him mm. how much it costs to renew their license. <laughs> oh, Basically. yeah, that's a good idea. Throw that on there. That's like a Friday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, all right, we just need to fill that. Ask him their shoe size. A lot of, a lot of the questions are random. G-card. And the G-card test, I haven't taken the G-card test in, in 17 years. So I don't know what it's like, what, what's on it now. But I remember when I took it, there was a lot of underground questions. You know what 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 underground sprinkler piping is consistent and what's it made out of? You know what's what's its model number? Can you run it under a foundation? You know can Jeez. it go can it go under a sidewalk? Chris says it's ha- Chris says it's an easy test. Yeah. See, I don't. When when did he get his G card? When'd you get your G card, Chris? Oh, he's he also asked if you do any work in Laughlin or just the Vegas area. Yeah, I've done work in Laughlin. I've done work in Phoenix. I've done work in uh, Carson City. It's mostly NFPA 13 questions. February of 2021. Oh, so he got it recently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what some of the questions would be on the newer exam now because, but when I took it back in the day, it 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 was a joke, honestly. The standpipe, yeah. the I-card test for standpipe and the residential J-card test was was a lot more was a lot more information and a lot more you needed to know besides the G-card. Chris says it's $14 now. Four, yeah. So, you you the so it's not 11 so anymore? I, it was 11 <laughs> bucks. Now it's 14 Damn, you're aging yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, when I first started, they gave you a little piece of paper and it was hand typed with your name and your cert number and they would just send you a little sticker that had a date on it and you would stick that sticker on the front of that little paper card now it's a literally an id like a plastic driver's license that has a hologram state fire marshal badge on it and everything ask him ask chris if he's got the new license the the hard plastic one he's listening i'll let you ask him I, I can't I mean, see the comments. They change that stuff all the time. And I, yeah. I really, even my NYSET in the state of Georgia, their hour laws change. Um, like, for example, uh, last year, and they've been trying to do this for a long time, but last year, in order to be a fire, protect, fire sprinkler inspector, you'll get your level one in NYSET um, in NFPA 25 obviously and you you would have to have six months of experience get your level one and waiver with the state and you can ride the waiver forever and just do continue education and then take it number you know the the number two test and you can keep riding it in order yeah. to get a state license you would have to have a level three but you can ride the waiver as long as you want um now as of this year, you can have a, you get your level, you have to have a level two, period. And then you get your, you get your state license, no more waiver. So two years level two in order to get it. Damn, it's so different. Oh, Chris says yeah. that uh, he didn't, they took too long to recruit us. He's, so the rumor has it is that a thousand, after a th- the first a thousand cards, the machine broke. Yeah, he's correct. I heard, <laughs> yeah. 
So then they had to send out paper ones. So you got a sick one? I got a dope-ass plastic ID one, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but the year before, that, year before that, he's saying they were paper. And, yeah, they were like an elongated piece of paper. And they wouldn't, it wouldn't even fit in your wallet. You had to exactly. fold it in half to fit it in your wallet. That's, that's so bizarre. So I missed a comment on YouTube and wanted to talk about the Milwaukee, the new Milwaukee cordless threader. I'd imagine he's talking about the one that everyone's posting. I don't, yeah. like, it. I don't like it. TikTok and saw it on Instagram. And what's the fucking it. thing cost? That's the question. It's $7,000. Yeah, you can keep it. Fuck that. It's self-oiling. And it has a, and, it? And it has, a, and has rear bars and a rear chuck. So you could be threading and then you could just toss a groover on. But listen, hey. It looks like it's just fucking wide. It's stuck that wide, and when you break it down, it's still this tall, and it's filled with a jug of oil. They say don't spill, but when you go into the reviews, the guy says if you drive it fucking erratically, like how I'm going to drive it, the the thing's going to spill. I'm just – I'm not with it. I don't like it. For seven grand? Every no. sprinkler man is going to manhandle that thing. It looks cool. It looks cool, right? But it's like – I already have my handheld cordless threader that I would use. Like if I was piping 10 heads or less, that's what I'm bringing. If it's Absolutely. more than that, I'll break out Ralph. And it's like, it, that thing's going to take up so much room in my van. And I'm not going to be able to put it in any other orientation because all the oil is going to come out of it. So it has to stay flat. It's fucking long. It's fucking wide. You see when he folds it down and he's rolling with it, they make it look nice. But just picture picture the mass of that thing. It's probably like yeah. three feet by five feet. It's going to be sitting in the middle of my van. So I've got, a, I've got a T-Rex machine. You get it on Amazon. It's called T-Rex. It's like a Harbor Freight fucking pipe machine, and it's self-oiling. It has a little tank in the bottom of it. It's contained, and you can literally pick it up with two hands, and I can do all the way up to two-inch with it. Really? Why aren't you posting yeah. pictures of this? I'll, I'll, I'll take a photo of it and show it to you, dude. It's I, the best I little a, machine. I want a fucking 10-second video of it. Don't just photo me. And it, it has a, a, a self-releasing threading die. So you just start it, and it threads, and when it gets to the exact depth it needs to be, it self-releases. Get the and fuck out of here. Wow. Self-oils, self too. What's it called? 1200 bucks on Amazon. T-Rex? Mm-hmm. Threader. Let's, talk, let's see it, boys. Oh, it's like a little tabletop job? Yeah. The hardest working pipe threading machine and huh. Can you put the picture of it up on the screen or anything? I could, I could try. Let me see. Threading machines. Oh, the dogs are barking. Pipe threading machines. One inch, two inch, four inch. <laughs> Can you hear my dog? Four inch one's a little bit bigger. So I want the two inch one. Yeah, the one that does is two it, inch. And... Is it Wheeler Rex? No, it's just called a T-Rex. Oh, I'm fucking on the wrong thing. The T-Rex fucking thread machine. Another thing about the Milwaukee, I need for something like that. That's the, we're going to be running it all day. Yeah, you know? dude. It's got a big old I don't want it battery operated. It's got a big old battery you got to slide in it. So then you got to get a charger for that battery. You know you're going to, when the battery goes dead on you and you're in the middle of cutting in a last drop of the day, you're not going to be able to plug the battery and let it charge for two hours just so you can finish your drop. So then you're going to have to buy another battery. It doesn't just take a normal 12.0 battery? No, the battery looks like a giant car battery, bro. Oh. And it's only like a hundred and something uh, threads, too. It's a lot of threads, though. Like, it said that it can make 150 threads. I mean, that's that's quite a bit of threads. Not for $7,000. I'm good. 
It's cutting 75 pieces. So what is a brand new rigid? Under three grand. Oh. Right? What's a 300, Tyson? Uh, if I you bought that... it brand new with the oiler, the carousel, the handle, the threader, the, the reamer, the cutter, the foot pedal, the oil bucket, the gun. If you got the entire kit, you're probably like five grandish. Yeah. It's proven. It's reliable. We know how to use it. Why the fuck can't you I open Amazon? Years, you plug it in. I think I got too much going it's on. It's safe in this thing with right the now. foot pedal. Yeah. My computer's about to fucking die if I keep on searching shit. Hey, did you see that picture on Instagram with the <laughs> with the uh, the arm of the of the threader and the guy like someone's like finger is there? Yeah. They tried to. Yeah, they, they uh. My 14-inch pipe wrenches are frowned upon at the company I work for because a dude squished all four of his fingers. Because if you act, if you're trying to, whatever it is, if say the say the fitting's already buried on, and you're you're a rookie on the machine, and you wrap that 14 on it, and you hit it, and it's in drive, and it's already buried. It's fucking. There's your hand. Your your fingers are stuck now. Yeah, yeah that's what happened to me. I I told this story before. So oh, didn't the, the ring first... save you? Yeah, 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 a long, long time ago. This is the first time I'm running the machine. I have a 14. I don't have an extension on it, the straight 14. And I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. My foreman is like, hey, kid, go go down and put this thread on. Go put this fitting on and thread and blah, 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 blah. I already have it set up. Give it to me. Hurry up. We want to, We need to go home. So I get it. And, oh, we don't have a foot pedal, you know. So I had to do the switch. And I get it. And at the time, I was married, so I had a ring on. And then it got my hand got stuck between the bar and the ring. And now I was just like, I don't know what to do. My foreman found it and then, like, ripped it up, pulled my hand out, and then he reached over and turned it off. No way, know. dude. Huh? You were just stuck there? On it? I didn't know what it yeah, no, it didn't You never have. seen that? Like you never seen that, Tyson? That's, that's so against OSHA, bro. That is such a dangerous situation. My uh, my father, my father always used to tell a story about a about a machine with the pedal off, and he kept on hearing thud, thud, and they go around, and the fucking guy just keeps on jumping with it. Had his whole shirt round up. Yeah, that's not good, bro. That's bad news. They they got some horror hor horrific fucking videos on the dark web of machines like that of people getting caught in them. Not Crazy. good. I, I don't see T Rex. I see Wheeler well, I mean, Rex. What am I supposed to do my first week on the job, you know, and I'll, complain about it? I'll find, a I'll find a picture of it after we're done recording and I'll, I'll upload it on the Facebook, on the on the comments. I like that. I'll just fucking look on Amazon real quick on my phone. You still looking for the T Rex? I am. Yeah. It's a rad little machine, man. I, I love it. It's just a tabletop. Is it just Basically. Yeah, so. It does come. It does come with three little legs, like, and you just stick them into a little slot on the bottom of them with a little wing nut that tightens them down, and they just like it's like a little tripod, and you can get it to sit up off the ground too. Huh. I'm intrigued. I just fucking can't find it. It's, it's Wheeler Rex is what keeps popping up. Is it like gray? Yeah, kind of similar to a rigid, just like a little tabletop job. Can't get the you can't get the photo on here so we can see it, huh? You can attach it to the back of your truck too, like a vice. Probably. Uh, Let me see. I don't know if I've ever done this. The red little machine. I like it. Oh fuck! Here you go. I don't know what I did. 
This thing? That's it. Yeah, we see it. That's you see it. that? How do you guys see I've it? I've seen that before. What do you guys see? This whole fucking thing over here? I can yeah, see your, your whole screen. screen. This is the die? That's it. Huh. Look at that shit. Dude, we just moved up in the world. I can Google shit now? Yeah, R-E-X, Rex, that's it. That's it. And we just call it a T-Rex machine. So it's got these, too. Yeah, the big one The big one does up to four inch and shit. This one says it's a six inch, bro. Yeah, there's a, there's a six Damn. inch one. But that little one inch to two inch one, it's portable. You can put it in the back of your truck. You just you fill it with oil. It's got a little drain plug on the side of it. So when you're done using it, you can literally pull the plug on it and catch all your oil in a container to carry it. And then wow. just haul it down to your truck. Yeah, Look that's at that it. fucking a, bad boy, huh? It's a, it's a nice machine. Are y'all having any troubles with them? No, I've never had any issues with it. I love that machine. There's the drain. Is this kind of got, looks like it's got dope and tape on it, if you ask me. It looks, like it, <laughs> looks like it was actually doped first. Yeah, that's the drain plug for the oil reservoir. All right, so I don't know if I know what the fuck to do now. Oh. <laughs> there we go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, you're good. That's it. Machine. Holy shit, boys! What do you want to look at, huh? If you don't, if you don't want to carry a <laughs> big old Bertha machine everywhere and drag it up a flight of stairs, you just put that sucker on your cart. Oh, we can't see it. Oh, so what? the viewers couldn't see that. It's just you guys could. Oh. <laughs> so we're not fucking quite there yet. The screen's right, frozen. Can't see it. So what the fuck would I? How would I? Thanks for letting us know. If I bring it over here, can you see it? I don't know. No, I can't see it. I know, but maybe well, they. What can are you see working it. on, Bobby? You still working on that standpipe? Yeah, we got that one, that one never-ending job at that old-ass building where we're doing that fucking standpipe. I got to do some pilot holes tomorrow. I'm gonna be doing pilot holes. So we're at the point where we're at a fucking, we're at a theater. To go from the. Fourth floor to the third floor, there's a fucking theater. And this place is like, dude, I don't even want to walk in there with my Like, it's just, it's all non-fire rated plywood, two by fours, fucking cubbies. Everything's dark, curtains. It's fucking sketchy. It's like a, it's like a stage. They put on shows. There's a huge fucking auditorium. And I have to somehow get my standpipe through here. And it's probably going to come right through their dressing room and it's like small and i'm like gotta block the sink or they gotta move the sink or we gotta i'm basically trying to f squeeze a six inch schedule 40 line and a three inch schedule 40 line side by each or wherever i can get them from top to bottom 14 down in a building that was built in 1900 and a fucking in the smallest stairwell you've ever been in in your life i could probably touch fucking oh. both sides and it's got and it's got stairs going it's it's fucked up so and how so, are you bringing up the the pipe? I got them. I got everything cut seven footers. We bring them up one by one by. Well, you stand. You got to stand it in this little elevator. You can only take like four four pieces with you at a time. Oh, that's a pain. You got to drill and and the word my the word I never recommend drilling a pilot hole and then coring. I hate that. It's it's the absolute worst thing to do because you can't control the water by yourself. You have to have someone down there now catching it fucking through that hole that you pilot the pilot bit hole. But I can't just go fucking cutting an eight-inch hole just in this building and not know what the fuck's down there. So it turns into it turns into a pretty extravagant job, and 
we, you know, I got to put the three inch drain with the two and a half inch outlet so we can test all these hose valves later on. And the yeah, valves the have to, the valves have to be in the stairwell, and I can't fit the pipe in the stairwell. So I'm putting the pipe like through. There's a, there's this one corner unit I keep on using where there's room, and they got to build a little wall for me. And every floor has horizontal. I got to keep on deviating every floor I go to. Put a couple elbows and go this way. Put a couple elbows go that way. All of a sudden the stairwell just takes off and goes to the other side of the building. It's fucking not fun. <clears throat> and they're going ahead of us and removing asbestos and mastic and all the shit you would find in a, in a 1,900-year-old building. Right. And it's and it's occupied. So right now we only have from 8 down. So the standpipe is from 8 to 4. But we're also like repiping all the heads in this place. They're redoing all the units. So it's plastic going on. So we got to do plastic. And then they get a fire watch overnight to watch it, then we fill the floor up in the morning, take another floor down, work on it all day, fire watch all night, fill that one up in the morning, drain another one down, also working on the standpipe at the same time, and then like all of a sudden one of the hospitals will call and say there's a leak and I gotta take off and go go to the other side of downtown and Yeah, it's so one, of your fucking, is the dry one of your standpipe drops. What'd you say? No, it wasn't an adjustable <laughs> <laughs> It was a regular it was just a regular reducing coupling that was uh she was a weeper. She was a weeper. Oh shit, we got some we got some comments in the fucking YouTube popping up. No live stream on Facebook. It is on Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. We're on Facebook. You gotta like refresh it a couple times. Facebook is slow. I don't know. Need to send a link. Viewers can't see. Only ones in the conference call. Screen is frozen. Put that on your IG. Alright. I got it. My bad. <laughs> so they they really wanted to see what we were looking at. I don't know. Because the stream is the screen the stream bleh. The stream is strictly grabbing the Zoom call. Yeah. So, hey, Tyson, would you take some videos of it? Maybe like tomorrow or something and share it with us. We can share it with the audience on Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put a picture of it on Instagram right now for everybody to just go look at it real quick. I'll do a whole little video and show you how to set it up and how portable it is and shit. Hell yeah. The Rex. All right, bam. It's on my store. No, not to get it, not to get it confused with another brand of machine that's out there called a Steel Dragon. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Steel Dragon. Chris, is he still watching? Oh, I can't yeah. see who. Yeah, Chris is ask, watching. Ask him if you've ever seen or used or heard of a Steel Dragon machine. He hates uh, that I use 009s. You use 009s, Tyson? 009? A Victolic 009, like a push coupling with the little fucking separator in the middle. You just pop Why it on and tighten it. I don't use those. No, why? Uh, I use I use bells. Bells. I don't use any reducer coupling. I use an actual grooved fitting that has a big end on one end and a smaller end on the other end. It's like no, a bell. No, I'm just talking like a Vic coupling. Like how do you how do you Vic your pipes together? Which type of which type of Victolic coupling you're using? We're not using Victolic. We use an off-brand called Arco, and oh, oh, they're okay. fucking. And you got to take the gasket out. You put the gasket on the pipe, connect the pipe, and then you lube the inside with Vic lube. Put it on, tighten the nut. I'm three pieces away. By the time you do all that. Yeah. <laughs> putting on a rubber gasket in a fucking coupling, I can do it one-handed. No, I know, but I so I got we got these double these Vic double O nines. You just you just pop them on and go. So I could fucking. I don't know. I've I love, used, I love them. I've used Victolic quick speed couplings. You know, you just push them on and you push the pipe in and you hit it. They're great. But 
when I'm trying to make a profit on a job, I don't want to spend all my money on the fucking on the material. That's true. I hear that. Chris, the uh, Chris doesn't like them because he says that they're not good for service. But I seem to have no problem when I gotta go in and, and fix shit. That, that's the problem. That's why on like the base of a so riser. The that likes the double nine. Huh? Are you the only ones that that likes the double? I mean, nine? everyone I work with that we we're getting double oh nine. So the so the other thing is that we, I don't have the option to use off brand. I have to use USA. I have to use Schedule Forty. Um, I have to use Clevis hangers. Like, there's all. I have all these stipulations. My job's like, I got fucking MIT guys breathing down my neck. They're making sure my fucking braces are exactly within 40 feet and shit. Like, they're measuring it. So all these different stipulations. Um, I think one of them is just like we always just use Victolic. Yeah. And then like sometimes like the big the big push that they'll get to try to save money is like we'll be allowed to use like like Chinese elbows, but we have to use American everything else, and it never made sense to me, but. For the most part, it's all Victolic, American-made, Clevis, yep. Schedule 40, no flex heads. Right. That's typically what I deal with. Yeah, I, I can agree with Chris. When you're doing service and they have a base of a riser, you have the in-building riser that comes up through the foundation, and then you put a, you know, like a 6 by 4 reducer coupling, and then you stack your pipe, they are always going to leak. And you got to go back there and you got to take it off there. And then that four inch pipe falls down into the six inch pipe and goes down the fucking ground. Yeah, I use cones. And I use a, I use a, a cone right there. I always use cones. Anywhere I can use a cone. Those big tall, those reducer couplings are not really made to be set up in the vertical orientation like that. With the weight of the pipe above it pushing down in the rubber gasket. Early in my apprenticeship, working uh, side by each with my father, we had an uh, like a powerful Monica, the real old school drop master that was loud, and we were doing head change out through all these Home Depots that had a bunch of central heads in our location, and uh, we we hooked Monica up, and she she sucked that gasket into the pipe. Oh yeah. And what? The, so, cause we're wow. work, we're working in an active store. Pops is on one lift. I'm on the other. You take the head out. Put a new head in. Take the head out. Put a new head in. At the end of the day, however many you got, we're going to fill up. And all of a sudden, there's a fucking massive flood over the registers. And it's fucking right where the FDC was. There was a 6 by 4 cone. I drive my lift over. I'm up there. Pops is down on the ground. Eyes on me. I take the fucking coupling off, bro. There's no rubber. The rubber's gone. I'm looking down my flashlight. It's gone, gone. That thing got sucked in and fucking see you later. So... <laughs> Since then, I was like, I'm never wow. using these fucking reducing couplings ever. But now they make, like, uh, the reducing couplings have, like, more rigid fucking lines in them to kind of hold it from this happening. But just use a cone. Most, of, several times most of them come with this uh, a silver plate that's inside there. I've seen those. Yeah. And that's, that's to prevent that from happening because you didn't have anything to hold the weight of that pipe if you had it in the vertical position. So you put that plate in there, and that pipe would basically sit on that plate. Yeah, just I'd always I, take the plate, take the plate out, and chuck the plate in the trash can to stick it on the old school way. I like the uh, I like the cone. I'm always a cone guy. Cone with yeah. a couple double O nines. Oh, that thing's fucking not coming apart. Yeah, we we call them bell reducers because they look like a bell. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying bell. You have me confused. Is it seamless pipe, Bobby? No, um, I haven't really heard about seamless pipe. They definitely have seams. The seam will fuck you sometimes. We had those rules at the UCLA football practice field and gym. Shaggy uses 009s, but he hates the one-bolt junk. I've never put on a one-bolt coupling. Yeah. I've never done a one-bolt coupling. Arquil saw a steel dragon on Facebook Marketplace earlier today. 
ugly yellow, yeah. ugly yellow machine. Yeah, they're bright yellow. Don't don't buy it. It's a it's a piece of shit. You heard it here first. Jose, what want... up? That was a good chat today. A... Sorry. That's it interesting. Tripped... You know, it's like that five gallon bucket talk. You know, you sit around and then the guys are like, "Don't buy this tool. It's terrible." And then everybody around there is like, "Okay, that tool is terrible." All right, fuck. Never then the rest it. of their life, they're never gonna buy it. That's it. Yeah. I think that's what happened with Chris in 009s. He just like one guy was just talking shit about it one time when he was a little apprentice, and now he's just he's he's fucking got it in his pocket forever. He's never gonna like a 009. V Valley Fire has a few. What the Steel Dragon? The Yellow Steel Dragons or V V Valley? He's talking about Vegas Valley Fire. Yeah, V Valley Fire has a few. He said, a "Few what? I don't know." Yeah, they're no good. They're not. A, they're not reliable piece of equipment. They break down. There's a lot of components in them that aren't that don't hold up to the wheat, the heat, and you know the the constant use. That uh, thing. That thing is cool. I like it. I like the dye. I like the self oiler. I could carry that bad boy. Lighter yeah. than Ralph. Yeah. Huh. You can literally pick it up and put it on your shoulder, dude, and carry it down the hallway. I love it. You can one. just sit on top of your flat cart and wheel it down the hallway. It's a nice machine. And when you're done using it, you drain the oil out of it. What about just keeping the oil in it? You can keep the oil in it. I'd fill that baby up with nuclear. But when you're in the back of the van or in the back of the truck and you're turning down the street and you're driving around town, the oil will splash up the side of it and make a giant mess in the back of your truck. Oh, I'm a perfect driver, though. But it does that. Yeah. It does that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! You get to your next job. There's oil dripping out your tailgate. You're like, oh shit! I must so have had it. When I first full. when I first got the van, um, like literally week one, the guy that the guy that retired just dropped it off. I just picked it up and started running work out of it. And I'm driving home on the Mass Pike, and I, one of my drills is in the back going full blast. It's the half inch Milwaukee <laughs> drill, just going full blast. I'm like, all right, well, fucking, how long is the battery gonna last? Right, I'm not gonna pull over just, and. I lasted like a few minutes before I realized, like, I got to get back there and shut this thing off. On the side of the mass pike, I opened my side doors and my fucking oiler. You would have thought it was on a spring. The oiler fucking comes right out at me on the ground, all over my boots, bottom of my pants, all over the fucking median. I'm like, fuck me for the fucking Dude, drill. That's the worst thing when you spill oil bucket, and bro. It was like, it wasn't nuclear. You guys use nuclear oil? <clears throat> New N U. I've always put the, the oiler in in the trash can. I do that too. Now. Yeah, now. But <laughs> if you learn, right? So that fucking thing jumped out at me. But I listen. Tell them you want nuclear oil. N U C L E A R. Nuclear. It's fucking. It's it's delicious. It's clear. It smells good. It doesn't fucking vaporize in your face and make all that smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. I use it. I use it like in a hospital setting. It's so much. It's so much cleaner. It won't ruin your I've clothes. Got, I got a guy that worked with me for years, and he would like, you know, run out of oil or he'd spill it or whatever. So he would just bring, he would just bring a big old four liters of used motor oil that he just changed the oil on his truck, and he'd pour that in there. And so he's bad. using burnt. He's using burnt motor oil to thread. I'm like, and he's breathing it in all fucking day. So, I'm uh, like, this. <laughs> Kill yourself. You can't be breathing in burnt motor oil all day. And he's like, you know, you can see oil on his mustache and 
He's got his shirt's all stained with it. I'm just like, you're oh, crazy, man. dude. Yeah, don't Mo- do that. Don't we gotta? Like, oh, it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's burnt, burnt motor. You don't want those vapors. They're toxic. Yeah. Nuclear smells good. That's what I'm saying, Chris. That's why I like it. That's all I'll run. I'm I'm cleaning the I'm cleaning the oiler out and putting a gallon in it if they try to send me some of that nasty nasty shit. Nuclear. I never heard of that. I use an Arco Arco oil threading brand. It's made by Rigid. It's it, I I know that it's more expensive because I hear about it all the time every time I ask for it. I like the pricey shit. It seems. Yeah, you do. Fuck. I gotta start using cheap shit. Make more money if I use cheap shit. I'm gonna go slower. I'm not gonna be used to my sh- I'm not gonna be used to the good shit. Whatever works. That's it. What are you working on, Brian? Yeah, I mean, if you can get away with getting the, with using the good stuff and getting the good stuff like you do, onion bags, baby, it. onion bags of it, whatever you want. I got a four by three and a half cone Quality. in the middle of the night. Imagine that. A four by three and a half reducing cone in the middle of the night. I was able to come up with with the help of Dutch. I should really give the credit to Dutch, but he just call, he called the guy that I would have called to help us. Like, Bougie Bobby. Where was it? You had that in their office? In the shop, the dude. Dude, we have a sick shop. Like, fucking, what do you what do you need? It's there. Wow. Like, if they if if there's something that comes up, I'm, I'm almost positive I can go to the shop and fucking find it and finish the job. You got oh, mad shit. You guys interviewed somebody from Australia, right? Recently. Um, no, Scotland. Australia. In Australia, they don't even use pipe tape, Teflon tape. They use hemp. You know that? Oh yeah, I got um. Yeah, and I got a bunch of guys in my I got a bunch of guys in my DMs that don't use. Well, here's the thing: is I would consider it dope. I think that they're putting dope on it, but it's more of like a paste. They don't call it dope. They've never they don't use that word dope. Whereas like, I think if they were to hand you a can of their paste, I'd be like, oh, this is fucking dope. Like I got yeah. pictures of it, but then they're getting, yeah. they'll get a fucking water rope. It's like this tall, it's fucking wide. And then they let, it's like a big rope. And then you take little strands out of it and they put yeah, that they in the put threads, it, put they it put around it, the threads and they use a soap bar. They like, and they hold it on there. Yeah. Yep. I we got to get, like, we got to get those guys to come on. So. Yeah. They thread it in just like anything yeah. else and a pressure. I'm just like, wow. I'm trying, we're trying to set up a show with, uh, Fitter from New Zealand, I believe yeah, he's yeah, believe he's a com- cool. company over a company owner in New Zealand, sprinkler fitter. Um, so I'm sure he's doing hemp and soap or 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 dope and rope or I don't know. Yeah, I think the they, rope and dope. Now when we had Wayne, he was using, uh, he was using dope and tape. Wayne in in uh, Canada. Canada, yeah. Yeah. So when, once you go and over the were... once you go over the pond is when it changes. And I believe yeah. in Brazil, it's dope and tape. There'll be sometimes I I won't even use dope. I'll just put Teflon tape on my threads and thread send it home. Rebel, you're well, a rebel. That fucking makes I can't. I don't know if I've ever done that. I do. What, in I'll Saudi do Arabia, dope they're, only. They're building the line. I wonder how the fire protection layout's going to be on that. You see, I keep posting about that. That's fucking freaks me out. It's ginormous. Six hundred feet wide by sixteen hundred feet tall by a hundred miles long. There's not one car. You're not allowed to drive a car. You're all, you work in there and you live in there. You don't leave. It's fucking made out of glass, so it just sucks in all the power from the sun. It's There's a bunch of fire pumps going over there. 
There's a bunch of fire. There's a bunch of fire pumps from the states going over there. It's crazy. Catastrophic. They buy their diesel fire pumps from us. They don't make them themselves. No. Basically, if there's another country in the world that wants a diesel fire pump, it's coming from United States, and they're fucking buying a lot of them. Another. I don't know another country that makes fire pumps. Like when I went to a Patterson for a class. I think that they would just buy one and fucking copy it or something. But yeah, I mean, just imagine the mechanicals that have to go into a structure like that. Yeah. Think about hot water, cold water, sprinkler, and fucking poop. That's a lot I of pipe. I find someone that, that's doing the sprinkler work or some kind of work there and, you know, talk to them. Yeah, that's right. Let's find let's find someone from uh from Saudi Arabia that's working on the line and get him in here. I don't know if we I don't know if I have anybody uh that's reached out from Saudi Arabia. I'm gonna get that guy on from New Zealand. I got a guy from Croatia, but he's working on getting uh someone to translate for him. Okay. So New Zealand cool. is six hours behind us. So that is like uh if we did normal time, he's probably still working. We'd either have to do it a really late or try to squeeze it in on a um, like a weekend. It could be like noon for him and like seven o'clock at night for us or something. Yeah, that'd be perfect for us. Midnight on a work week, man. That's woo. Midnight on a work week, we could do it. That's tough. Speaking of fire pumps, ask Tyson who his favorite rep is in the Vegas area. Patterson Pump. We like the Brown Always Company. Patterson. Patterson, that's what we use up here too. Yeah, I, I prefer Patterson as well, especially <clears> over like SPP. And there, Patterson and SPP, their their uh, plants are both in Georgia. So there's a there's a pump comp there's a pump sprinkler company guy here that we buy our pump from. He uses Patterson. The name of his company is called Jesco, and uh, we design it. We get the price from him. He orders it. We install it, and then he comes out and, you know, sets the packing, makes sure the the crankshaft and all that stuff's, you know, plumb. He, and then he starts it, runs it, pre-tests it, does all the inspections for it, and then he puts it in service. Hands and it over. Just, That's the same exact just, thing we do up here. Yeah, we just stand by and watch and and uh, help him get it all, get, get it going and get it, get it tagged and operational. We use Patterson, and we go through Stearns. And it's like the same thing. The Stearns guy just comes and he's there for like the assembly and he's there. Yeah. He, you know, he makes that first turn on and all the testing. And then like at one point he just hands it over and then it's yours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They have to do all that. The rep will come. That has to be an interesting job. You know, they go all over the place. Why are you calling nope. me, mom? <laughs> she's probably watching me and she's calling me. So who do we got for tomorrow? Tomorrow? What is tomorrow? Is February 1st? Oh, it's uh Trish, Tristan, uh, Sushi and the Alarm Tech, right? Oh, man, that's going to be good. Sushi and the Alarm sushi Tech. Is the guy who's going back and forth with me with the inspection stuff? I think so. His name's Tristan. His name is, why can't I say that? Tristan on Instagram. Cool. I'm going to ask for some questions for us to argue about. <laughs> yeah? Well, give me, give me an idea. What was an argument? Uh, what? Oh, it was about the uh, the new NFPA code for uh, it's for uh, water flow switches. So okay. every three years, you are required to flow water. The other two, you can, as we say, finger bang it. 
to make sure it comes in electronically uh, within the 90 seconds. Are you finger are you finger blasting flow switches, Tyson? So over here, they don't <laughs> accept that as he just a answers it normal. <laughs> they, they don't accept that as a testing the device. You have to flow water out of the inspector's test and make sure that it goes off within 60 seconds. Bingo. You don't just get to go pull the pin down. Hold like, it. Flow water. Show me. Flow water. And show me. 2017 the fire. What? What? We were just arguing on code, basically. Because now, of course, every jurisdiction is different. And I think that if you can flow water, then flow water. But I was just saying that that was code now. Well, it's, it's, it's just code. like flushing a hydrant every three years. Code. Every sprinkler system has to have an inspector's test on it. That's code. And that's what it's there for. It's so you can flow water and you can check all your devices and make sure that water flows through the pipe and you don't have any obstructions and that all the alarms work. Now, I agree with you on a proper inspection. That's how it's done. What we were talking about is just code-wise. If there was no inspector's test and you were in a pinch, are you going to just finger blast it and see if you're going to get it or are you just going to skip it? You're going to drain the system and you're going to install an inspector's test. <laughs> love it. That's what you I fucking love it. But, and that's but, I... well, hold on, Tyson. Hold on. <laughs> because when you're doing the inspection, you have to you have to go in there as it was approved by the fire marshal. So the fire okay. marshal has the liability, right? So if there, if it does not exist, you have to go in there as it has been approved that way. So are you saying that somebody recently added the flow switch to a system that didn't have one before? I'm saying when I walk into the system, let's say it was all built at the same time, put in at the same time with a flow switch, that um, it was approved by the fire marshal. In order for it to be, you know, then to run a business and have a sprinkler system, it has to be approved by the fire marshal. So the fire marshal has liability. So you cannot fail it. You can't, you know... You can make it a little recommendation, but that's that's all you can do. Here's my idea on it. Let's say I hire an electrician. He comes in and he runs a bunch of conduit and he puts a light fixture in my garage. And he screws the light bulb in and he runs the conduit. And he plugs it into power and he leaves. Doesn't give me a switch. How do I turn the light bulb on? <laughs> you have to have the device in yeah. place to test what he did and the test device in place to make that light switch, that bulb come on is the fucking power switch on the wall. So I agree, but in that, yeah. in that case, you know, the fire marshal is not, a, not looking that over. Well, so he said, so he's got like, he's saying maybe he doesn't have the best top par inspector and it maybe has already been green tagged for a couple of years. And then he just picked up the account and noticed it doesn't have an inspector's test. Well then everybody that green tagged it from that point on until he caught it was wrong. No, not if you're going through code. Not if you're going through code. If you if you are if this jurisdiction recommends like, well, like you have to do that per the jurisdiction. What you're saying in Vegas, then it's that way. But if you're going strictly off of code NFPA 25, and what and the NFPA 25 doesn't specify testing devices through an inspector's test. I think it says it you does, can. I think it says you can says finger every blast it now. Years you have to flow water, but the other two, which is what we're talking about, the other two, you can electronically, man, I guess, manually test it. 
which I well, I don't think it's right. I think if you can flow water, you can flow water. If you do that, then you can do it. I'm I'm fine with it as long as it's in the NFPA 25. But that which NFPA 25 are you talking about? Because they haven't been adopted yet. We're still on 2017. It's the newest one. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's adopted, it's not code. It's just black letters on paper. Chris says, hey, Tyson, imagine him trying to argue this with Amanda, the inspector. And I'd win. No, he's say, I think he's saying, imagine Brian trying to argue this with Amanda, the inspector. Yeah, Who's so Amanda, the inspector? He's know. an inspector in, in my state. And, oh, dude, yeah? she, she is by the book. But then she also has a page this big of her own code that she wants to enforce. And it's you'll sit there and debate with her and be like, it's, if it's not in the code book written right here in black letters and has the word shall in front of it, you can't enforce it. And it just turns into an argument. Well, I think she can do whatever she wants. It's an argument, but no, she's the she authority. She cannot do that. <laughs> she could like she could be like, you know, I want two sprinklers over the over the uh the garage door. Authority having jurisdiction can do whatever she wants, can't she? No, yeah. that's where everybody that's where everybody buckles and thinks so they're fire inspector, they can do whatever they want. They cannot enforce what is not code. It is written in an NFPA National Fire Protection Association as <laughs> base code and they are to enforce the code if they want to make their own code they need to they need to upload that code that to the code council have it reviewed and had it adopted and once it's adopted then they can enforce it but until it's adopted it's not code which which code book does it say that because i don't know but it would be nice for me to know every jurisdiction will have an adopted code to the nfpa Right, right. What you're saying is for where where does it state that the fire marshal cannot make up her own shit? Like, which book? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. I've never been asked that. Tyson, do you hate test test and drains? I don't think he hates. Uh, I don't think he hates test and drains. That's like, is a test and drain adequate for you? To go back to what he's saying, um, there's legality involved. I mean, you would get your, you would get the the mayor and, you know, city council involved, and be like, this person, this individual is over here trying to make me do this. I'm within 100% code compliant, and she's got a wish list she's trying to make me do. And at some point, it becomes harassment, and she can't do that. And then you're going to get her supervisor and their union involved. And they're going to buckle because if it's not written in that code book, they can't enforce it. So it just it all falls down to that. It becomes a legality thing because then they can just make up whatever they want whenever they want. And they can show up in front of the building and they go, hey, I want you to put an FTC sign on front of the FTC. I want it to have letters that light up LED. They got to be four inches tall and I want it to be 3D. It doesn't say that anywhere. It just says that the FTC sign has to be three inches tall. It doesn't say it has to be reflective. It doesn't say that it has to be lighted up. It doesn't say any of that. So right. they can't I hear you. make all these things that they want. You know, you have to just, that's why there's a book and that's why there's a code. And that's why there's a code council. And that's why they meet. That's why they sit down and they meet every two years and they write these things out. Chris, so there Chris, is no. Yeah. Chris right. wants you to be his boss. There is no arguments. Now, what was the question you asked me before I went off on that? The Lazy Apprentice says, Tyson probably hates test and drains. No. So test and drains, um, I don't have a problem with them. Because you can flow water. 
and test the device. Yeah, so on high rises, you're obviously... Yeah, I mean, you're testing the vein at that point when you're flowing water. You're making yeah. sure that the vein is there. Now, the test and drain valve needs to be installed in the proper location, obviously. It would need to be above the flow switch. Yeah. yeah. But then if you were to drain the system and let's say you had to replace the check valve, well, you're going to have like 36 inches of water still sitting on top of the check valve because the test and drain valve is way up here. So those already re rebuilt, pre-assembled risers that you can get that have the valve drain way up high, I, I can't stand those things. Me too. Just for that reason, it's a service nightmare. You heard the But man. a high-rise building that's got like 14 floors, you're not going to run 14 different inspector's tests and have them all running down next to each other all the way to the first floor and have every one of them labeled first floor, second floor, third floor, four, all the way up. No, nope, so, you just put a fucking zone zone manifold and so flo exactly floor, floor in the, control. In the stairwell where you have your floor control, they just run a big old two-inch pipe down all the stories, and you just tie your test and drain valve into that. And you can test the system right there, make sure that the flow switch works, or you can open yeah. it all the way to the drain and drain the whole floor. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about this as an inspector? Was your NFPA 25 sprinkler inspector? Okay. So I got this apartment right now. Um, every single part, every single uh, apartment, all of them, has like loaded heads. Like every spring head, almost every sprinkler head has like a sweater on. Okay. Like a sweater. I mean, I've just been writing it up as normal. Yeah, like, they're you know, heads covered in dust bunnies. Dust? Like fuck. Yeah. Dust and grease and smoke and all kinds of shit. Cat hair. Why aren't these people shining those things? If it's bad enough, I just put it as needs to be replaced. You know, failed. But uh, all, almost all of them are like bad loaded. Like if they're a little loaded, like I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like a vent, a fan, you know, whatever. But like it's almost like every single one has like a sweater on. Mm. What's it say in the code book? Loaded heads shall be replaced. Yeah, it does, but that's you know. it. That's it. So it's well, not. It a also says it also says the proper way to clean a loaded head of dust is with canned air. So it's technically loaded, but like if you're, I think I'm, outside of dust, if it was like grease or something like that, then yeah, absolutely replace. Or paint. Yeah, yeah, or paint it. But we're talking about you know loaded detect. The technical definition of loaded is any foreign object attached to the sprinkler head. But I'm yeah, mainly if, talking about dust. If you can clean it with a can of compressed air and sh 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 spray the dust bunnies off of it and get it looking like it was new, I'm, I'd be fine with that. But if you spray it and spray it and spray it and it's still the heat element that would respond in the fire looks like it's compromised or wouldn't respond to heat, it's a loaded head, whether it's grease or whatever fucking swap uh, that thing it needs to be yeah. replaced chris yeah, says write it up if you can't blow the dust off it needs to be replaced yes hell absolutely yeah. now you. you can only write it up you can only write it up and present it to the property management and they're going to be like well what's it going to cost to replace 300 of them and you give them a number and they're going to go oh we can't afford that and then they just throw it under the rug and they don't do anything about it well, it's your responsibility then to turn them into fire prevention and, and write an email and send it to the fire department and then the fire department 
investigator will then show up and they will make them 30 day compliance or they will 15 day compliance them and they still don't do it after 15 days. Then they're going to five day them. And after five days, then they're going to have a really big problem because they will actually put chains on the doors and bar everybody from the building. I like wow. that. We gotta be doing that. We gotta be doing that nationwide with the fire department have, fucking doing their shit. Through with your, Every you fire department should have fire prevention. Yeah, you have to follow through with yeah, your I inspection agree. force, and you gotta turn them into the authority having jurisdiction. No, I agree. I that, agree. That's an, so the inspector has to turn ha, turn in these people that aren't fucking compliant. Yeah. You gotta do it. We, we walk you know, into. That's the, not happening. I'll walk into a riser room, and. The sprinkler system isn't monitored. It's not the account's not active, and it doesn't have a tag on it for five years. Uh oh. And the control and the control valves in the shut position, and they haven't had water or fire protection in four years. Uh oh. So automatically, thing, the first thing you do is you take photos of all of it with your phone. You document it all, the building address, where it's located, who owns it. And you just fire an email off to fire prevention. And they're they're there in an hour. And they go, this is how I found it. We're here to do a TI. And they'll start making phone calls. And I'll tell you what, it, it gets fixed real quick. I like that. Yeah. But well, the, you, you got to do it. The reason why this does not happen is because you, it is your, it's your customer. You're supposed to be taking care of them. And then, it's you know, all of that stuff. Slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. The slippery slope. I I do not disagree, but they're paying they're paying somebody money, or they were before who wasn't offering them the service that they were paying for, and then you took over the account or something, and you walked into it and you catch all these issues, and you can be you can present it to them that way. Like, look, you've been paying hundred and fifty dollars every three months to have them do your inspections quarterly, and they weren't providing you their inspections. Their gauges are expired. There's not any spare heads in the head box. You got loaded heads throughout your property. Your FDC's missing the caps. There's no there's no fire riser room sign. Like, check it out. I'm gonna get it all back up to code for you. You got a permit, you got an inspection, a permit inspection coming up here this year. I don't want you to get dinged by the fire department. So I'm gonna give you new gauges. I'm gonna put a new sign on for you. I'm gonna charge you $160 a month to do your riser and you're gonna get everything you paid for. and you won't have any of these issues if we take over the account. You basically just got to put your mouthpiece in, spit game, and sell that shit. Damn. You know, and that's where, and that's where customer service and sales and doing a better job than the guy before you is. And and you know all about that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Well Go said. Do your best, that's man. It. Tyson, thank you so much for coming on tonight. No worries. Thanks for having me. We can I want to have you it. on again next month. <laughs> all right. Once a month. Once a month with Tyson. When we, when we talk about code and how you can see I get fired up. Brother, I fucking that, love that. I love I that. Too. I love it. So <laughs> I get so fired up. Oh Let me ask my you God. One, one last thing before we go. Over there, when you guys do dry systems, you got an air compressor. We've talked about dry systems, air compressors before. Do you yeah. have to hardwire it or can you just plug the compressor into a receptacle in the riser room? So... I have not been directly involved in that, but if I was going to have to answer, I believe it has to be hardwired. Hardwired. What I've seen as an inspector. It wasn't required up to the last, before two years ago, it wasn't required. So now it is. So you used to be able to 
you used to be able just to plug the air compressor in and that was good. But now you have to actually cut the plug off and hardwire it into an actual J box so that it can't be unplugged. So if you come across one, is it grandfathered or you have to have it hardwired then? Yeah, it's grandfathered in until yeah. until the compressor takes a crap or you redo the system and then you would bring it up to the new code. Yeah, all the ones that I've been putting in, they're all hardwired, but they all go to their own little sub-panel that's close by that you can shut it off with the sub-panel. Exactly. Usually yeah. a lever that's locked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good question. All right. Thank you, everybody who come in, who's uh, watching or listening on Spotify. Uh, please share our stuff. That's the only way we're going to grow is with you guys. That's it. I talk to people. I literally will talk to someone each day, and they don't even know that we have a show. I don't know how you can follow me and not know we have a show, but come on, jump on. You want to come on the show? Also, just reach out if you want to come on the show because I can't. I'm not just going to go and ask everybody. So today um, from New Zealand, he reached out and said that he's from New Zealand and he'd like to come on the show. So that was great because I wouldn't have been able to find him if he didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yep. Um, all right. Thanks for watching. Thank Appreciate you. So much.